The following is a presentation of the Boston Podcast Network. Podcasting is a great way for professionals to tell their story. Find out how you can get started at pod617.com. Are you ready? From the Pod 617 Studios in Westwood, Massachusetts, it's the Boston Podcast with David Yaz and a rotating cast of characters from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. This is our f***ing city. Hello, everybody. Ladies and gentlemen, children of all ages, all the ships at sea, lovers, muggers, thieves, this is Dave. Welcome to the Boston Podcast. All the information about this podcast and our podcast studio here in Westwood, Mass. is at pod617.com. You can be the next big podcast star. Check it out, pod617.com. Thanks for sharing the pod. If you like this, hit that share button. Tell somebody about it. Share it with a friend, an enemy, whoever, really. In studio, I have uh, from Northwestern Mutual Financial Advisor, Josh Cohen. He's here. And also Megan Marcella, who is a VP uh, and insurance whiz at Eastern Benefits Group. And welcome back, both you guys. Now, now, all right, studio audience, a little bit uh, rascally today. If you tuned into the last episode, you know we constructed a story because we built stories here at Pod 617 and the Boston Podcast. And what we want to do is dramatize the life of Josh Cohen. Are we going to be able to do that, Josh, without too much Pretty trouble? Pretty easy job. Yeah. <laughs> you think so? Always drama surrounding you. So most the w- interesting man in the world. Yeah, could right. be the most interesting man in the world. So what we do is we ask Josh questions and we sort of fill in the script Mad Lib style. And then we construct the story of Josh's life. And then we cast Matt Damon in the lead, perhaps? Chevy Chase. Chevy Chase. Or Bill Murray. <laughs> <laughs> How about James Caan? I haven't seen you- a movie in 10 years at the movie theater. So let's go back to the Oh, years. my God. Josh, get yourself to the movies. Why not? Why not? Takes too long. <laughs> uh, you gotta wait and no, you gotta it's order. Called ADD. Dude. You gotta order. By the way, I have a message for the people at the who do the movie theater. Like it's great, you can order ahead of time, but work out the kinks, people. I never know if I'm doing the lux level or not the lux level, the reserved seating or not the seating. And then sometimes you show up and you, these aren't the seats I yeah, thought I bought. Yeah, lux yep. level. Le- yeah, lux level is the best, Love right? Lux you get the food and drink. Yeah, I know, but sometimes it's it's confusing. So and Fandango and all your other people. Figure it out. Yeah, I love the comfy seats. You know what's actually what I did recently? They have in in Randolph, Mass. They have a cinema that it, it's called 4D or 4K. It's definitely four something, but it's essentially a ride. You sit <laughs> like, like four wheeler. No, yeah. but it's like so. We I saw this the last Star Wars movie, and but you're in the seats that move, and sometimes oh, it is, yeah, and, and sometimes yeah, and sometimes like there's water sprayed in your face at appropriate times, and like and something pounding on your butt, like um. That's that's a night of entertainment. Okay, right next there. question. <laughs> what right. kind of movie did you see? Yeah, Dave. I, I just said it was Star Wars, the regular Star so Wars. You have to show Wars. your ID to get in that movie, Dave? <laughs> I was wondering why Princess Leia was wearing such a revealing outfit, but I thought it was, uh, it was part of the movie. Okay, so, Josh, here we go. Here we go. Um, what is it that you most would like to accomplish in your life? We always start off with the, like, the hardest question hardest in the question. world. Yeah, I know. Well, um, I think professionally, personally, what mm. do you... Yeah, that's I think professionally, professional, yeah. I, I just want to be the best at what I do mm-hmm. and truly be a trusted advisor for my clients would be um, first and foremost. And then personally, be a great husband, great dad and become Well, I am involved in the community, but continue to be involved in the community and uh, just continue to live life to its fullest. I know you're a person who has 
a lot of interests. You, you're involved in, the, you're on the board of your fraternity at your No, your I'm, on the, I'm on the alumni oh. board at the University of Miami. Oh, oh of the university, I'm sorry. Um, and Which is awesome, and, and also awesome for you because you get to go to Miami, you said, uh, four times a year, and I'm jealous. Um, but also, um, you mentioned Little League, too. You coach Little League? Uh, yeah, I'm a coach. I'm also a vice president. I'm on the board of Little League. So. See, I was right. He is the most interesting man in the world. Um, and I'm the chairman of the Conservation Commission because we love the environment in Canada. Jeez. What a show-off. Get out of my studio. This is, I'm, I'm, I'm humbled. No. Um, so uh, you should watch this show if you haven't already. Uh, Friday Night Tykes. Have you heard of this? I don't so, watch TV. All right. So no what TV, teams no play? movies. What teams are playing? Who? Oh, good Lord. There are teams, but it, it is a documentary series about youth football in Texas. And a pretty interesting and, topic. Yeah. That's right. And as a coach, you should like watch. the male version of Dance Moms? Yes. <laughs> I mean, spot on. Yes, I'm going to bring you up for that one. It's that's better than that. watching the Aaron Hernandez documentary. Yeah, oh, yeah, that thing's just depressing. But, yeah. but um, I didn't watch it, but I heard it was... I watched a little bit of it the other night. It's As New Englanders, I think we already know the story, but yeah. um, it's it's well, well done. Let's, let's glorify a person that killed three people. Yeah. yeah. Right? That's a good idea. Yeah, but yeah. Josh, he was really good at football. Uh, anyway, Friday night Texas watch it. There are nightmare coaches. There are good coaches. There are nightmare parents. There are, you can imagine, and and the kids are really good. Uh, anyway, um, what advice would you give to a young person? Well, I kind of t- alluded to it in your podcast. I think the biggest thing is to follow your dreams and don't let anybody ever tell you that you can't accomplish your goals. Follow your dreams always. Um, even if it's true. Even if you have to do <laughs> performance-enhancing drugs. I want to no, be a professional athlete, Josh. <laughs> what town did you grow up in, Josh? I grew Josh up on Cohen. the mean streets of Whitman, Massachusetts. <laughs> what is it, what's it like there? Um, we characterize Whitman as a town that um, it's a great place to grow up in, uh, but nobody really wants to live there anymore. Uh, there's a traffic light. And uh, the center of town looks like it did in the seventies. Yep. But I love it. I, you know, I drive through it when I can, and I, you know, Duval's pharmacy still operating. And hey, I got one word about Watertown. One yep. word. You right. did. You did. Yeah. <laughs> Whitman's like small. Did. Small. Yeah. small. It is small. Yeah. Well, he said the mean streets of Whitman. So he's uh, so he's thinking like a scriptwriter. Very yeah. good, Josh. Um, as a young person, you always wanted to be what when you grew up? I wanted to be a sportscaster. All right. You look like one right now. Well, thanks, but, uh, you know, the, the story is, though, I wanted to be a sportscaster, but when I got to college and I was majoring in broadcast journalism, I figured I, I, I couldn't really talk. I had a rough New England accent, so I uh, went another direction. <laughs> why, did you, why did you want to do it in the first place? What was the inspiration? I always, you know, growing up, I always loved sports, mm-hmm. and, you know, I, I played them, but I obviously was not at any level to compete mm-hmm. at the next level, mm-hmm. clearly. Um but, and, and I like, I love, I was, I loved being around it. And I, I would do sit in front of the TV at home and record myself announcing the Red Sox games or, you know, whatever the game of the week with Vince. And I love Vince Scully and Jim yeah. Reggio. And, um, do you, do you remember, uh, this week in baseball uh, with Mel, Mel Allen? <laughs> Twib notes. And it was so great. Twib notes. Yeah. Um, it had a great theme. Um, yeah, it was so dramatic, and you would you would always hope that. See, this is before like uh, ESPN and like every, and every night, you know, you you know immediately you get all the highlights and everything like that, and so you had to wait until um, you know the, these these shows came along, and uh, I think this is the Sweet yeah. Baseball thing. And you never saw the National League teams, right? Right, there was all... no interleague play then. Yeah. I loved it. I thought it was 
you know, it was like must-watch TV, and then it was a game of the week. Yep, exactly. This will take you back, Josh, if you yeah. if you look at the screen. It's kind of grainy appropriately, uh. but you would hear this music, and then you would hope, like, I hope they show somebody on the Red Sox, yep. and like, yeah, there's a guy in the Tigers, and there's a guy in the Reds and whatever. But right. This week in baseball. This week in baseball is a guy on the Astros uh, making an error. I don't know why they included Denny that. Denny Wallen. Anyway, Denny Wallen. Wow. Good call, Josh. First job or most humbling job or job you remember having Best as a young job person? job ever. I was 16 years old. It was the summer of 1989. And um, we have a place up in, in Maine, Sebago Lake. And my mom was like, you got to get a job, Josh. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I started, I went up to the guy that sold hot dogs on the causeway. On Route 302 in, in Naples, and I you know, have a job. Right. And he said, "Sure." And he's like, you know, probably seven bucks an hour mm-hmm. under the table. And so I sat there on the causeway in Naples, Maine, and sold hot dogs. And it was great because now it's not the case, but there was a bridge that went up, mm-hmm. and I would make pre-make the hot dogs and sausages, and the people were stuck in their car every, you know, every thirty every hour at the bottom of the hour, and I knew that. Mm-hmm. So I make the hot dogs mustard and i would run out on the street <laughs> and i bang on their car window I'm like no get way. your hot dogs my favorite line which i i got spoken to about was i said uh have a safe hot dog use condiments on it <laughs> <laughs> so, oh my gosh well done yeah so i loved it, it. it was like it was one of those jobs i and tp's top dog is still in, in naples maine oh my gosh that was my first job and i loved it i was it was great and, you know oh that's so funny uh how about a mentor as a young person or someone you admired? Um, I'd say, my, like, my, like Meg said, my grandfather was is, was an amazing person. He was a first-generation American who loved his family, had a great career, had vision, was the most generous person that I ever met uh, in my life. And um, What do you think he taught you? Just be kind to people mm-hmm. is the one of the biggest things, and be generous. Everybody isn't as lucky as you. And, and, I, and, and I still think about, you know, his lessons to this day and what he, the adversity he went through. And when people today say things, you know, make excuses or blame other people for their problems, you know, this guy was, put himself through college and law school, opened up a law practice, you know, bought real estate in South Branch Square, brought, you know, did all this stuff and still loved, still had time for his family. Yeah. I try to remind myself, like, I, I feel like I've worked hard in my career, but I've always felt that the only reason I've had any success at all is because, like, my parents put me on the runway to take off. Right. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. um, did you have a similar experience, Mike? Yes. You think? Yeah. Yes. My father um, lost his father when he was only four years old, and he had two older siblings and um, just worked his tail off at school, put himself through college, put himself through his master's. Right. And um, always worked so hard, didn't want us to have to pay for college or – Exactly. Yep. But, but I think the lesson he taught me was don't rely on other people. Yeah. Oh, no, no. Don't, that was don't exactly rely it. on other yep. people to do stuff for you. Yeah. Do it yourself. Work hard. And I mean, he was, like I said, he, you talk about he was first generation American, anti Semitism. I mean, it's still mm. bad. But in the 1950s, yeah. it wasn't great. Uh, in the 1940s, and he overcame that. And that's why I like never use excuses. Never use excuses. Mm hmm. I like that. Somebody once told me my... Although I use excuses all the time. My graduate yeah. advisor in the paternity house once told me, uh, 
Excuses are like assholes. <laughs> Everyone has one. Mm-hmm. And they all stink. Thank you. All right. Um, so <laughs> you, uh, you entered the world of finance. Why, Josh? Um, kind of by mistake. So I went to University of Miami, and as I mentioned earlier, I did not. I, I wanted to be a sportscaster, and that first sem- second semester freshman year, I you know figured that wasn't working for me. Mm. I just didn't. I wasn't. I wasn't a. I wasn't a good writer, and I, I you know, I could do the broadcast part, but I, I didn't like the kids in the program. Fortunately, at Miami, you have to have a double major. Mm-hmm. So my second major was history. Mm-hmm. And, Very uh, lucrative. Yeah, of course. I, <laughs> my parents like we're spending twenty five thousand dollars for you to be a history. Do what major. you love as long as you're going right, to make some money. Right. Mm. And uh, I remember uh, sophomore year, right? The class schedules come out, and my mom's like, "Go ahead and pick the pick what you want." It was the history of sports, the history of Florida. God, the long um, and rich history of Florida. So I went to work. I graduated from Miami, and then I went to work for uh, SA, my fraternity right mm-hmm. after college. I worked in Chicago. Uh, for three years, I actually went around, saw the country, visited forty-seven states. Oh my gosh! Um, greatest country in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and through that time, I met an individual who was affiliated with Northwestern. I had no idea what life insurance was. I had no idea what financial planning was. I had no idea what executive benefits were. Obviously, mm-hmm. uh, I had no idea. And so, this. I said I wanted to run my own business because I had the experience of working for somebody mm-hmm. when I was working for SAE, and I wanted to get uh, more compensation based upon the number. Of, I did extension my last year. I started new groups across the country. I wanted more compensation based upon the number of groups I started, and the executive director said, no, that's not how we do it here. <laughs> so I met a gentleman who introduced me to uh, Northwestern Mutual uh, in 1999, and Hashtag still here. Mm-hmm. Rest is history. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, well, that's quite a story. Are you done? No, I'm just kidding. That was good. <laughs> well, that was Dave's good. looking at the clock. I, no, Meg's no, the freaking forty-five I'm minutes. I'm writing the story of you here, so you might hear me tapping away. It's, it's. Um, I'm, I'm trying to, you know, bump up the drama, but that was actually very good. I'm just kidding. Uh, you don't mind if I tease you? No, you, Josh? I love you're, it. You're, nobody you're, ever. You're ma- nobody ever makes fun of me. No, never. No, never, no, never, never, never. What would you say your biggest challenge was along the way in your career? Um, I just, it's a tough business. I mean, the first five years are just brutal. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember early on just, you know, you're calling on everybody. You don't know what a prospect is. You don't know what a, a, a good client is. And just figuring that out is, is tough. And, mm-hmm. and I think that you, know, that you make no money. You're at people's houses at 730 at night, you know, talking to them across their kitchen table, trying to, talk to them about something they don't really understand and don't I mean people don't think they're going to die or become disabled. Mm-hmm. And so trying to explain that to them and their family's financial security. And it was just very difficult. And, you know, it was like in the early days, it was like the lottery, you know, you would get every two weeks, you'd get your paycheck. Mm-hmm. And, um, sometimes it was nothing in it. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I remember, you know, it was, it was hard. I mean, it was not easy. And then as you <laughs> begin to build clientele in a marketplace, you know, mm-hmm. obviously I, I, as you know, I work in the, the business markets, Mm-hmm. That's a different ballgame. Now people want to work with you, which yeah. is nice. Only cool. took 20 years. But. <laughs> was there a moment where you thought, I'm over the hump, like, um, now I get it? Uh, tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully. Yeah. Well, is that right? Is that no, a way, you is can't, that a way you can't ever be satisfied in this career. I mm-hmm. think, I, I mean, I, I'm sure you're the same way. It's very similar. You have to you keep going. You have to <clears> keep going. Yeah. And, like, you always, that's the thing about this career that's awesome is the self-improvement. You're always 
and hiring a coach and doing this and doing that, marketing, expanding. It's exciting. I mean, it's not like you're staying still. And I, I think the day that that occurs, and I, uh, it's never going to occur. Well, I, people think there isn't necessarily a lot of um, creativity in what in what both of you do and what I used to do as a financial advisor. But the way you you make your way, there's actually a lot of creativity. I Absolutely, remember I was yeah. I was in training at, at Bernstein, and there was a guy who came in to talk to us, a very successful advisor in New York, and he and he told us his passion was boxing, and not not like watching boxing on TV, but actually doing the boxing. And we're looking at the guy; he's like he's easily in his fifties. But there's this whole circuit of like senior boxing in in New York, and you know I guess they wear the headgear, and hopefully nobody gets you know too, right. too, too badly dinged up. But it's it's a passion of his, and it's a passion of a lot of people. It, and so he got involved in this whole thing, and th just through the connections and all these people that were passionate about that, he actually built a business in in wealth management because there are a lot of uh, apparently a lot of wealthy execs kind of get into this thing. So yeah, so and, and it's like you can do that by way of a charity you're passionate about. Right. You can do it, you know, in town community you figure out where you want to sort of make your mark it, that thing doesn't have to do, necessarily have to do with finance do you guys agree yeah agree. absolutely yeah. yeah absolutely it's all about relationships and meeting people and gaining trust yeah yeah um all right favorite um superhero or action star so I, I'm, I'm a big like i, I wasn't like a co comics guy mm -hmm. I, I mean i i love watching uh I mean, cartoons. When I, I, I did, I like um, Bill Murray and Caddyshack. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, the movie Caddyshack is the best of all time. But Bill Murray <laughs> okay, and yeah, Chevy we'll Chase. I mean, yep. I was in college. There was a time, and I, I, my kids drives them crazy because I've now my oldest kids can watch the unedited version now, which is nice. Mm -hmm. um, except the Lacey Underall scene. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> in the judge's bedroom. Um, <laughs> so I, it was a time in college where we could turn down the movie. And I could sit with my buddies, and we could repeat every line. Absolutely. <laughs> and, I, and I try once or twice a day to weave a line into a conversation. If somebody's a Caddyshack fan, they'll get it. Yeah. So I would say, like, I'm Bill Murray and Caddyshack was classic. And actually, I played the course this year, uh, Grand Oaks. Where they shot it? Yeah, in Davis, really? Florida. Yeah, it's a pretty cool place. Awesome. Yeah. It's a pond in a pool. It's pretty cool. I mean, <laughs> there's a pond in a pool. Pond in a few days. I used to be able to do that with with. I think my buddies and I could do the Breakfast Club, which yeah, uh, it's just is. We saw it so many times. We would sit around and someone right. would do a line, then someone would do the next line, and you just kind of keep going. I, mean, I think Bill Murray is one of, one of the greatest actors of all time. I yes. mean, he was. I'm not a big like what the later stuff he did, but I mean, Meatballs was Stripes. I yeah. mean, those movies. I mean, those movies I grew up with. They're yeah. funny. Yeah. Like the movies today aren't, aren't as funny. You know? The movies today are, it's that predictable, painful humor. Correct. Like the Ben Stiller movies. You, right. you know what's going to happen and it's awkward. And yeah. No, I love, I mean, I, I mean, he's one of, and Chevy Chase is fantastic too. Yes. Have you seen the documentary? It's called The Bill Murray Stories. No. No. I, no. I would love to. I'll, I'll play a, a little bit of the trailer. It'll probably speak for itself. Let's take a listen. Bill Murray. Yeah. Oh, you are kidding. Me. There's always that one person who you want to meet, and you'd be like, this is never going to happen. And then this guy shows up at your door. I'm bartending outside on the patio, and I get a text message. We're just about to sit down for dinner. Knock on the door. I'm a wedding photographer, and I get ready to photograph. And as I look through the lens, I see this guy. We were having a house party, and I run inside, close the door. I was like, shh, you're not going to believe it. Oh, my gosh. Bill Murray's here. <sighs> So you get the point. Yeah. 
he shows oh up and he he does this it's always been legend and this guy who made the movie wanted to really get to the bottom of a lot of these stories like bill murray showed up at a party and ended up washing dishes in in the kitchen bill murray we're taking wedding photos and bill murray suddenly is photo bombing my wedding photo oh, like that and, and um the filmmaker also sets out to try to meet bill murray but then i won't i don't want to ruin it for you because it, it's well done but the the message of the whole thing is that is is that um that he's a goofball and he's fun, but also he's all about living in the moment. So he doesn't necessarily, he turns down like tons of movie roles. He's kind of a recluse, but I think he <laughs> likes living among people and just doing weird stuff because that that's kind of what life is about. I think he's, he's determined. So um, Bill Murray stories. I don't know if that's on Netflix. I don't know. Google it. People, oh, you'll, sure you'll find it. It's streaming somewhere. I'm oh, sure it's somewhere. Oh, all right. Gosh, and, awesome. and Josh Cohen's role model. Um, some point, we're almost done here. Where, um, where would you like to go before you die? Um, I don't know. I mean, I've been like, well, I said, now you played the golf course. You're or, all set. Or return to. Um, I don't know. I, you know, I, I don't have any desire. This is where, I, you know, I've been to Europe. I've been to Ireland. I don't have much desire to go to Eastern Europe at all, actually, for, uh, I mean, obvious mm -hmm. reasons. Um, Josh yeah. Cohen, I'm giving you a plane ticket right now. It's like it's the sky's the limit. Anywhere you want to go, right? I'd now. like to go to the Masters. <laughs> okay. So I have a bucket list, like most um, some people do. But mm. I'd like to go to the Masters and the Kentucky Derby. So if anybody out there has tickets to the Masters or the Kentucky Derby, let me know. Josh has a good time. So so what? I'd like to go to both. Uh, the Masters. I mean, it's it's there's several things I, I always wanted to do, and I, I I love golf, and uh, you know Augusta National is one of the most beautiful courses in the world, and you know, I don't think I could ever become a member there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so that would be neat. I mean, I'd like to, obviously, Australia and whatever, but I'm not, you know, I, I my wife more than me, but I'm not dying to go to Australia. Or, um, not right now. No. See, so yeah, that's one of those things that, like, when I was a kid, I always thought, yeah, someday I'm definitely going to go to Australia. And now... I'm a man of, you know, 51 years, and I'm thinking, you know, I might not make it to Australia. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. It might not be the I'm most like, important thing. Portland, Maine would be pretty nice. Yeah, yeah. 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 that's fine. Exactly. That's such a schlep, come on. All right, we need a, a title for um, Josh's uh, movie. Probably okay. lo Lost in Space. Yeah. <laughs> no, you, so Megan had the space theme. We need something Sport, about something about something sports, about sports or, or golf or, um, well, don't let anyone tell you you can't do something unless it's you're aspiring to <laughs> be like wanna, the NFL. Unless you want to play golf in yeah. the NFL. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Unless you want to play golf in Augusta. How about they'll never have me as a member, but I'll be there. Yeah. Uh, there you go. Mm -hmm. um, the world needs ditch triggers too, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. That well, that would That's, be good, but that doesn't. Just, but you're you're a successful guy. You're not a ditch digger. But I do like that. The world needs ditch diggers too. Um, all right, so. And a couple more questions. No, I, I don't want to join. Yeah. Maybe I'll buy the place. There you go. Buy? Oh, <laughs> yeah. I don't want to join. He doesn't want to join. Place. He just wants to buy the place. Yes. Yeah. All right. Even better. He doesn't. I'm typing here. He doesn't uh, want to join. Uh, but, he, but he might buy the place. Yeah. But but he but he might buy the place. That's good. Know. That's good. Al Shervik. Al Shervik, played by the late Rodney Dangerfield. Um and uh, just to finish up, how would your clients describe you in a word? Meg? I am a client. How would you describe mm -hmm. me in a word? Say trustworthy. trustworthy. Okay. Favorite dessert? I don't eat dessert. Favorite uh, condiment for a hot dog? I love mustard. Okay. 
Um, and uh, hobbies, any hobbies you can. Golf. Good enough. Boring. Nixon plays golf. <laughs> <laughs> I think. Um, I think Bruce Willis could play Josh, don't you think, Meg? I was oh, yeah. Think about that. You got a Bruce Willis vibe. When we return, finally, the long-awaited trailer to the story of Josh Cohen's life. Stay tuned, kid. Hi, everybody. I'm Chami DePerel. Let me take a minute to tell you about the Boston Podcast Network. How would you like your own podcast? The Boston Podcast Network can produce one for you, whether you're a lawyer, financial advisor, business owner, or really any kind of professional. You should have your voice heard through this exciting new medium. A good podcast is more powerful than traditional advertising. If a prospective client hears your podcast through their earbuds, you're already in their head. Literally, pod617.com will help you deliver a message and build relationships. Clients and centers of influence will delight in being a guest on your show. Go to pod617.com to start planning. And in the meantime, listen to the great shows they've already produced. The Irreverent Bitchless Bride podcast. The hilarious show known as Shawshanked. And the wild trip through the paranormal that is Monsterland. Be part of the pod revolution. Visit pod617.com. In pod, we trust. From Pod 617 Productions comes the story of someone who wanted to be the best at what he does. And be a great husband and dad. Follow your dreams. Don't let anyone tell you you can't. He grew up on the mean streets of Whitman, Mass. Whitman is a great town to grow up in, but no one wants to live there. He always wanted to be a sportscaster. I always loved playing sports. I played, but wasn't good enough to compete at the high level. So I would sit home and call the games. At first, Josh toiled as a hot dog salesman on the street. I was 16, seven bucks an hour under the table. It was great. I would run out to people in their cars and tell them to have a safe hot dog. Make sure to use condiments. Along the way, he drew inspiration from his grandfather. Be kind to people and generous. Everyone is not as lucky as you and never use excuses. Soon, Josh set his sights on entering the world of finance. It was kind of by mistake. I went to work in Chicago Then I met someone from Northwestern Mutual. I had no idea about finance, but I knew I wanted to run my own business. But it's a tough business. The first five years were brutal. You gotta figure it out. It was hard. Then I built a clientele, and now people want to meet with me. But there's always self-improvement. He had the star power of Bill Murray in Caddyshack. I could recite every line of Caddyshack. I weave in lines all the time. Someday you'll find him at the Masters or the Kentucky Derby. Augusta is the most beautiful club in the world, and they'll never have me as a member. Coming soon, the story of Josh Cohen, a tale of trustworthiness, mustard, and lots of golf. He doesn't want to join, but he might buy the place. The story of Josh Cohen, coming soon this summer. Don't miss it. What do you think? Huh? I would say the men's left. Is it a winner? I think so. Yeah, okay. Pretty funny. <laughs> um, and did we decide who was gonna who we were gonna cast as, as you at the top of the show? I forget. Bruce Willis. You you like Bruce Willis? No, no, I know. But now Josh is checking his phone because he's so busy, which means it must be time to go. No, no, Thank no, you for no, it's cast okay. me of who? <laughs> Bill Ta- Murray. Talking to the microphone. Bill Murray. Bill Murray's going to play you. On. Bill Murray will shave his head and play Josh Cohen. <laughs> All right. Are we good with that? 
Yeah. Did you guys have fun? It was great. Yeah, that was awesome. Okay. That was awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah. (laughs) I will remind you, you can find Josh at joshua.cohen at nm.com. The website is www.joshua-cohen.com. And uh, Megan Marcella, of course, M. Marcella, with two L's, at easternbenefitsgroup.com. Yeah, I guess you guys can come back sometime. Or you it can was fun. find her at a local hockey rink chair screaming at the <laughs> That's referees. right. <laughs> the most badass hockey mom there is. On behalf. Dave, thanks so much. Thanks, this Dave. is great. My this pleasure. And you guys, listeners, you can be here, too. Go to pod617.com. Find out how to get involved. Maybe you can have your own podcast be the next big podcast start. That would be wicked cool. On behalf of Meg and Josh, my name is Dave. I'm just a guy from Boston. But if you're not from Boston, you must be the other guy. Enjoy the day, everybody. You must be the other guy.